Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster uh, that uh, that can like uh, can can fill fill it when when I get to I think I've said this before. I'd like to if I pulled up at a full service station, I'd say fill her up with filler words. Uh, Will, hopefully that's your name, because I almost said that. And patrons, you allow me, you're the ones that keep the tanks full of fuller, full of filler words. Fuller, fuller, filler, fuller, fuller words, too. Uh, thanks, patrons. What do you say we get out with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do it the bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest what i'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could sit aside whatever's keeping you awake it could be thoughts you're thinking about so things on your mind thoughts of feelings uh, so anything emotional coming up for you uh, like uh, like from the past present or future physical sensations uh, changes in time or temperature, uh, routine, and, you know, and, like, what about, uh, like, R-U-D-E? Like, like uh, I don't know if I've used that word. That's a very hard word to use at the beginning of a sleep podcast. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just thought of it when I mispronounce routine. It almost sounds like routine. Uh, so maybe we'll come back to that. But if, you're de- if you've dealt with any of that today uh, at any point or in the past, and you're into- you know, sometimes it can come up like uh, you say, well, that was when I was 14, but I'm still feeling a little uh, miffed about it. Then some part of your brain, while you're trying to fall asleep, uh, paradoxically would say, well, I don't know if you should be miffed. And you say, okay, so are you getting miffed at me for being miffed about that, about uh, back then? Yes, I am. Oh, great. Uh, so. Whatever's keeping you awake could be thoughts or feelings, could be physical sensations, uh, whatever you're experiencing. I'm here to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones. Uh, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. Definitely my meanders will be rounded. Curved. Uh, well, you see, well, it doesn't look curved to me, Scoots. It looks like a bit like a knotted rope uh, that hasn't been. I say, well, yeah, creaky dulcet tones and pointless meanders become. Uh, it can. Could there be a cacophony of uh, knotted rope? Yeah, knotted and bundled. You got it. But whatever it is uh, that's keeping you awake, I'd like to distract you from that. So, if you're new, a couple things to know right up front. Uh, if you're a regular listener, welcome back. So glad to have you here. As you know, this part will be familiar and uh, unexpected at the same time. But if you're new, a few things to know. One, uh, for uh, most people that get to this podcast, some people it instantly clicks for. But for in the high 90 percentage of people, uh, they get to it. And you could approach this podcast with a little bit of skepticism or doubt or... Uh, you know, just unsure. You're like, I don't know what, what, what's going on here. And that's very understandable. So I want to let you know that your skepticism or doubt is justified. As someone that does have trouble sleeping, I've dealt with it too. You say, well, is this, this is really supposed to help me fall asleep. So one, if you're skeptical or doubtful, you'll, you'll probably remain that way, to be honest. It's my job to earn your trust. But it does take, according to 90% of listeners, two or three tries to get used to this podcast. And I guess I would say that's asking a lot, but the podcast is free. And if you're already having trouble falling asleep, just give it a few tries. Try it for three nights. Uh, give Sleep With Me, the three-night try. Give it a try for three nights and then see how it goes. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, right? So that's one thing. Give it a few tries. The other thing is that this is a podcast you barely listen to. So if you're patiently waiting for the story to start or for me to get to the sleepy stuff, we're already knee-deep in sleepy stuff and pointless meanders, and I'll eventually not get very far. So kind of listen like a little bit out of focus and in a relaxed way and just see how it goes. But almost don't pay me any mind, as my Nana always says. 
particularly right when I get on stage to start a speech or I start a stream or I start recording. She says, don't pay him any mind. And I say, okay. And she says, well, I'm just trying to help and take the pressure off you. And I say, Nana, could you sit down? Everyone else is a guest. You know, I'm trying to. And she said, this is just your imagination. And I say, oh, thanks for doing that before I go out on stage or before I start the stream, Nana, to do that. Like, is it? she goes, yep. She goes, that way, if you're already on the ground, you have, this is another famous thing Nana said. If you're already on the ground, there's nowhere to fall. And I said, wow, Nana. And she said, so if you're prone, uh, you know, you can't, you know, there's no, no, you know. And I say, huh, uh, prone and alone. Uh, like, uh, and, uh, something else uh, that, you know, lessons I learned from my internal Nana. I only learned prone. Like, I mean, I knew what that word meant, but it's more in my usage now because I've been learning to be a DM, which is like a person that runs a role-playing game in my personal life. Uh, So, well, I'm sorry, new listener went off I was, I was saying that you don't need to listen to me and this show is full of pointless meanders. So I think I got that part pointed out. It took, only took me six minutes. So that's one thing. You don't need to listen to this podcast. Also, this podcast really isn't here to put you to sleep. It's here to keep you company as you fall asleep. And the good news is that's why the shows are about an hour, is to keep you company no matter how long it takes. And if you can't sleep or you wake up or you need a break during the day, I'm here for you. I'll be here to the very end of this episode. So those are a few other uh, things I wanted to, to point out to you because they're really important to me uh, that you know them. So um, what else is there? Oh, boy, I already got mixed up. Oh, so, uh, oh, so, yeah, so I'm here to keep you company as you drift off. Um, so, oh, then structure the show. Also can throw new listeners off naturally. Our show is very structured, but it does look like a ball of knotted rope and yarn. You see, it's that rope, yarn, string, and fishing line. And I'd say, yep, it is. Uh, All together. One big bundle of uh, meanders. Uh, But so structurally, the show starts out with a greeting. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. And in this particular episode, trees and multiforms. Uh, then there's a uh, business. So the business is what enables, enables us to bring you the podcast to millions of people every month, uh, twice a week. Uh, then there's an intro. The intro is what particularly throws people off. Uh, cause I think sometimes people think that the business rolls into the intro, but the intro is really the bulk of the first is the first third of the show. And it's about 12 to 20 minutes long where I kind of, for new listeners, I try to explain what the podcast is. And for regular listeners, it's their symbol or their sign to start getting ready for bed, starting their skincare routine or their wind down routine or their bombing routine or their petting routine or their doodling or their knitting, uh, stretching, sitting, or just lying in bed and getting comfortable. Uh, the intro provides a chance uh, to provide something familiar, but something that's a little bit different every time to slowly let you wind down uh, and drift away and get some separation uh, from everything else. So that's the intro. Then between the intro and the episode is some business, uh, and then there'll be the episode. Tonight we'll be talking about Doctor Who. But as I said, you'll be saying Doctor Who after you listen, because it will not be. Because actually, I've heard from people from the 70s or 80s, and I was a kid of the 80s. And I say, yeah, no, I know that Doctor Who that used to just pop up on TV was not soothing. This is the new Doctor Who. Uh, So that's one part of it. The other thing is it really doesn't, I mean, I've covered other stuff too. uh, And it's like very not like the episode. I cover the episode, but mostly the details or, you know, I can't stick to the subject matter. So it'll be, it should be very soothing and relaxing. Uh, and you say, and if you're a Doctor Who fan, you say, well, I don't know if I can fall asleep. It's, I'm so riveted by that episode. I say, well, just wait and see. So those are a couple of, those are a couple of things to know. Uh, then there's some thank yous at the end. So it's just structure show. It's a podcast you don't need to listen to and no, 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 no pressure to pay attention and try if you can not to wait for it to start making sense. Uh, and then, 
uh, yeah, structure. We covered that. And then the other thing is, why do I make this podcast? There's two reasons I make the show. One, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a safe place of respite and uh, relaxation. And that's why I make the show, because you, you deserve that. And uh, your world, your life uh, will be in a place where you could slowly start to flourish and uh, when you get some rest. And that means our world will be in a better place. Uh, when you have the opportunity to, to grow and flourish, it just makes everybody's world a better place. So that's one reason. The other reason is I know how it feels, uh, like, and especially right now, the unexpected, the uninspection, remember I used that term not maybe a year ago, but, uh, the unexpected nature for a lot of us about sleep, you say, well, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. That's me. I mean, I know how to. I've been doing this seven years, so I know about bedtime routines and morning routines. And then sometimes it still it's like comes up, and I say, what in the heck? Uh, it did everything I did last night, uh, and it didn't work. And that's like a mild version of how it feels, right? It doesn't feel even like that. You say, what in the heck? Like, uh, so I know how it feels. Uh, and if I can help anybody at all, if I can help you, it would mean a lot to me because I've been there and really all I really wanted. And this is the biggest, this is the behind the scenes or the underpinnings of the show is my job is really just to be here uh, talking nonstop in a nonsensical way to say, Hey, it really stinks that you can't sleep. I don't know if if there's anything specific I can do to change that, but uh, you know, I'm familiar with how that feels and I know it's not pleasant. So maybe I could just be here to tell you a story and keep you company, uh, because I, you know, that doesn't seem like, like, uh, you know, so that's really my job. It isn't to put you to sleep. Uh, it's just to be here for you. And ideally by doing that, you say, well, Scoots is here for me, which is the truth. I'm here for you. You, you like, you don't have to listen to me. So you say, oh, wait, but I don't have to listen to Scoots. And he's not really here. He's coming across the deep, dark night in a, you know, a tree, like, uh, by bits and whatever bits and zeros or whatever. So he's not going to leave any crumbs behind or, uh, you know, I say, did you close both doors? Did you, did you, you like, uh, did you push the thing? Uh, you, you didn't leave any half glass of milk out or anything. Did you scoot? I say, nope. I just came across, you know, by, uh, you know, by the magical RSS feed. And you say, so there's no, no, like, uh, I can come to you and I can be there for you and there's no pressure on you. And you could set a sleep timer or you could, you know, turn, turn me on when you wake up. Uh, some people listen all night. The Patreon is a little bit better for all night listening. It's it's almost just really hard to, to figure out a way to make an all night podcast only that's sustainable. But some people make it work. They, so so, so I, I know a lot of people do listen all night. Some people start an episode and then listen to it over the course of a week. Whatever, however works for you over long term is great. Uh, but I want you to know that my real job is just to be here to keep you company, to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bestie. Just to be a simple presence that says, you know what, that seems like it stinks. I could talk about some, I could talk about some goofy stuff for a little while and get mixed up and tell you about my Nana and then tell you about this Doctor Who episode I watched. If that might help, I don't know, but I'll be here to keep you company. And if you want to fall asleep at any point, don't worry about it. I'll just be here for you. So that really is a job I am honored to do. That's why I laughed, because it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Uh, that's what makes it even more wonderful. Uh, so I think that's it. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you checking the show out. If, if, you, if this is your first time, like I said, give it a few tries and see how it goes. If it doesn't work, I'm sorry. Uh, like it can't work. It just doesn't work for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You can check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate your time. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. Thanks again or for coming by or thanks to, you know, for be- being here night after night. Uh, and here's a couple of ways we're able to bring you this podcast for free twice a week. All right, everybody. We're talking about a season series of three, episode four, Daleks in Manhattan. It reminds me of the thing Muppets take Manhattan. 
And it just watched in the opening sequence something I missed. After. So there's a black and white scene of New York. And then it shows the, the, the Lorenzini presents the New York Review. And uh, there's some bills uh, or some posters that show Tallulah. Uh, then there's a moving shot down the hallway. And what I missed the first time was someone's on the phone. Uh, that's pretty funny. So if you're rewatching this, uh, somebody that not everybody uh, like uh, say, wait a second, is that like a? Did I see you on the wall of Eleanor's home? Uh, let me see what our breakdown is here. I said, is this the Roaring Twenties? No, Scoots, it's the 1930s. Uh, no, maybe it is a Roaring Twenties. Uh, New York Review, the Laurentis, uh, Tallulah. Uh, we see the, like, then we see the C to the L to the O to the W to the N again. Then we see Laszlo and Tallulah. They're in love, uh, sweethearts. Uh, there's a little kissy poo. Uh, when am I taking you home to see my mom? Uh, white rose looks like an angel. Kissy, kissy poo. Uh, oh, I love you. Oh, I love you too, uh, honey poo, sweetie poo. She's, uh, Tallulah's dressed as an angel. Uh, she's getting ready to go on a stage show. Uh, even though this is a different time period, he looks a little bit like, oh boy, now I forgot. Uh, oh, one of the Jonas Brothers. A little bit like a Jonas Brother, maybe, but I'm not a Jonas Brother expert. But even though this is like 10 years ago, maybe, I said, who is looks familiar? Uh, but uh, wait till you want to talk about familiarity in this show. Holy uh, Mark, do we have something coming up? Uh, White Rose looks like an angel. It says, good luck on stage. Then uh, Tallulah goes up on stage and uh, Laszlo, that's his name, right? Laszlo. He's by himself. You hear somebody jogging, like somebody's like jogging like the hallways or pacing, or maybe he hears both. He says, is someone jogging or someone pacing? And then he realizes, wait, someone's pacing and someone's jogging. This is like a bit like Scoots's apartment. And he starts to look around and, and you know, you know, remember there was a famous TV show called Seinfeld. That, that was like a part of the Seinfeld generation, I guess you'd call it. And there's a famous episode of Seinfeld, or maybe it's a series of episodes, uh, where Kramer makes a friend, uh, and w- like, and there's also a famous book that I never read. Maybe we were assigned to read it, and I never read it. It's by I think somebody, and again, I'm not sure if it's Paul Zindel is the name that pops in my head. And I didn't read the book, and actually have no idea anything about the book except for the cover. Uh, and it's very similar to the Seinfeld episode where it's a person uh, who, who, a poor kind, but poor, like Porky Pig. It's like a, like both the book and the Seinfeld episode are about fans of Porky Pig, which again is something I guess I have to explain because uh, it's a dated reference itself. Uh, Porky Pig, so there was a... Uh, once upon a time, there was like the Warner Brothers cartoons versus the Disney cartoons. I don't know if this is even true, but you had Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, uh, and a couple other characters were the primary characters. Then you had secondary characters like Porky Pig or, in a, you know, Pluto and Goofy. Now, Porky Pig was not exactly like a Goofy, but he was like a Goofy. He was like a sillier, sillier character. So these are people doing... Um, Porky Pig cosplay, like, uh, but one person's pacing and the other one's jogging. Neither one of which Porky Pig did to my, like, so, but they're, so they're doing their own interpretations of it. And meanwhile, Laszlo says, uh, obviously, just like uh, you, like, what, what in the hay is going on here? And they say, hey, like, he says, isn't there other places, you know, this is a show place, like, uh, this is a theater. And, uh, there's a show going on. Isn't there someplace else you could pace and jog? And they said, yeah, actually, we're going down uh, down below, actually, to, to the below level where the steam's coming from. And the Lazlo says, okay, well, get going because I got my girl on stage. And they say, hey, it's Lazlo. What do you think about joining us? Uh, and Lazlo says, I don't know. And they say, it's a really good life uh, as a Porky Pig cosplayer. 
And he says, oh, and they say, come out, come out, come along. Uh, and Lazo goes along. Uh, also, like at first, it sounded like snoring. There's like a little surprisey poo. Like so, it does. It doesn't play out that simply. Obviously, Lazo he looks for the jogger and the pacer. Eventually finds them. Then the episode uh, eventually opens uh, with the Daleks uh, take Manhattan or in Manhattan, not not like Muppets take Manhattan. Uh, by Helen Rayner, uh, which the last name Rayner reminds me of the game uh, StarCraft. Uh, but uh, yeah, we get a Helen Rayner episode, and uh, I think that's uh, my first page of notes that covers it. Uh, next up, we have a Statue of Liberty base, just the base of it to start. Uh, old Lady Liberty. Uh, then the TARDIS the doctor says, oh boy, I love a nice cold Atlantic breeze. Uh, he says, Martha, meet Lady Liberty. She says, what in the heck? And he says, yeah, give me your tired, your poor, and your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. And Martha goes, she's in New York again, eh? Always wanted to actually go to the real New York, uh, not the new, 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 new one. And he goes, this is it. So nice they named it twice. Well, actually, it's called, there's a joke, you know, New Amsterdam, which is harder to say twice. Uh, New Amsterdam, New Amsterdam. That's a bit like a sleep with me joke in there. And then she says, uh, what year is it? Empire State Building's not done. And Doctor's trying to remember his history, but Martha picks up a newspaper, says 1930, November 1st, buddy. Uh, newsreels. Is that what that says? Uh, I don't know what that says. She has a newspaper, though. Oh, yeah. Mar- Martha says, Oh, yeah, you, you would have we would have seen this in newsreels in black and white because, but it's, it looks so, so different. Uh, and then there's a mystery about the Hooverville mystery on the cover in the newspaper. So they go to Hooverville and they introduce the Hooverville and uh, 1929, uh, like uh, a lot of the challenges going on after the Roaring Twenties, uh, boom to not boom. And uh, huddled masses doubling in number uh, in Central Park, and that's where Hooverville is, uh, in the middle of the city. And again, we see the positive, subversive nature of Doctor Who. You know, this is going on. Uh, Doctor kind of sets up everything, all the circumstances that led to Hooverville, and uh, geez, is this even okay? And we see uh, some stuff unfold in Hooverville. You know, people... Uh, not having an easy time of it. Uh, and we meet Solomon, who is the leader of uh, Hooverville uh, and uh, the author- like uh, the caring authority figure, I would say. And he says, geez, come on. Like, uh, we're trying to get through this together. Because uh, we have, you know, human beings, dignity and kindness uh, and acting together. And you say, oh, boy. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, we passed a barber pole, Broadway, and uh, uh, something, like street signs. Uh, they're stuck together. And then the doctor, they introduce themselves. Is that what happens next? Oh, yeah, the doctor and Martha introduce themselves to Solomon. They say, how you doing? Uh, are you in charge? He goes, yep. And she, he goes, who are you? Di- doctor and Martha. And he goes, you're the first doctor to live in Hooverville. Uh, and they kind of talk about it. But, you know, Salman kind of waxes, you know, he says, look at this. Uh, you're building the building, but you got Hooverville. It's pretty, uh, like, uh, it's not cool. Uh, then we cut to the um, Empire State Building, which they're working on it. Uh, what does that say? Foster, tell them yourself. So a foreman says, you know what? This is, I don't, I'm not comfortable with this working. Uh, our workers are flat out, man. And you want us to work faster. And there's this dude who's kind of playing like, uh, I don't know what he would call it, but he's got a pinstripe, stipe, pinstripe suit on. And he, they, 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 he says, we got to go faster. And the foreman says, we can't go any faster. We're on schedule. Another month will be done. He goes, no, no, it's got to be done tonight. Uh, and the foreman says, no. And then the pinstripe guy says, no, yeah, you got to get it done. Uh, 
And the foreman goes, I'll just shut down the work. Like, uh, he goes, well, you got to talk to the people in charge. Uh, uh, I don't like your attitude. And the foreman goes, well, I don't care. Like, uh, send the suits in, whatever. Uh, same boss as the old boss, you know, just like the who sings. And uh, they see, he says, who, who are the bosses anyway? And he goes, well, they're from out of town. Uh, he got, and the guy, the foreman says, well, from where? He goes, beyond your imagination. And then he goes, what do you mean? Who are we working for? And then uh, uh, the door opens and then a Dalek comes out and the girl goes, what in the heck? Uh, and the Dalek, it's always funny, the Daleks. It says, I have been summoned, explain, explain. And the foreman's, like, mind is blown, obviously, 1929 or whatever, and he sees the Dalek. Uh, and then the pinstripe is a collaborator. He says, this guy won't do the work. And then the Dalek says, okay, well, we'll bring him down to be, do Porky Pig cosplay then. Take him with us. You're going to do, you can't work on the tower anymore. And then he says, by the way, Pinstripe, get this done. And he says, don't worry, I will. Uh, so you say, wait a second, what's happening? We say, Daleks in Manhattan. Uh, uh, there's music. Who are we working for? Big music after he says that. Uh, Blue Eye of the Dalek matches up with the door of the elevator. Uh, explain, explain what. Uh, he comes with a couple of porky pigs. Then we go back to Hooverville, and uh, the doctor says, what's up with this newspaper mystery, dude, Solomon? And he says, come on in. Uh, to, you know, come on into my t- tent here, and we'll talk. Uh, and the doctor says, you must be moving in and out of here all the time, right? And he goes, yeah, but this is different uh, because uh, he goes, they leave their stuff. Uh, no one leaves their stuff behind. Uh, you know, if you're moving on, you pack up. Uh, he goes, it's like they go went to work uh, and they stayed at work. Uh, and they go, well, who's looking into it? And they go, nobody. And the doctor goes, well, not anymore. Martha and I are on the case. Uh, well, first they go, somebody's here making, that pinstripe dude's making a speech. And you know who says that? You say, what in the Mark, what in the person that says Mark in my favorite way and uh, was once an amazing person of uh, like a slinger of webs? You say, is that Andrew Garfield? And it is. Uh, so that was a pleasant surprise. I said, well, that, I, I, I was re- literally, re- I said, wait a second, Mark, uh, did you just say Mark? Uh, I don't know why I loved when he said Mark in that movie. Uh, but he like I just loved his character in that in, in uh, social network. So uh, whatever. So um, what happens? So he says the pinstripe suits giving a speech. So they go to see the pinstripe suits pinstripe suit suit speech, uh, and uh, that guy is saying, "Hey, who wants to?" Do? First he asks for volunteers, but he says, "Well, not volunteers. Very low paid work." Uh, uh, down, down, you know, down below, downtown, way downtown. Uh, they got to do some fixing. And they say, how much? And he says, it was very low. And then they say, well, that's not nice. Uh, and they say, what other guarantees? And the pinstripe suit says, no guarantees, uh, no questions either. And then the doctor raises his hand. He's like, no questions, I said. And the doctor goes, no, I'll go. I'm volunteering. Martha? Martha goes, great. Thanks a lot, doctor. And they go, anybody else? And then uh, Solomon and Frank, uh, who, who Andrew Garfield says, okay, I'll come too. But I think Andrew Garfield, understandably, says, hey, Martha, uh, are you, you know, he's like, uh, but you see, holy Facebook. Uh, and they say, okay, go clean downtown. I'll go. Uh, they, then they go downtown and they go, okay, 273. You got to go down and, and then go down to the right, and that's what you got to clean up. And then I'll pay you when you get back. And they go, "That's the oldest trick in the book." And he goes, "So get to work." Uh, the pinstripe suit and the doctor and him have a stare down, which was great. Uh, then they go down, and uh, uh, Frank uh, Gar- Andrew Garfield says, "Okay, well, let's stick together." Uh, Martha says, "Frank, where are you from?" He goes, "Tennessee, Tennessee, born and bred." Uh, and she goes, what are you doing down here? He goes, well, that's just the way it is right now. Uh, 
goes, you got, you know, I'm the oldest of six kids. I had to go out on my own. And he goes, I'm, you know, kind of a rambler. And, and Martha goes, I'm on a ramble a little bit too with this clown. And Franco, stick with me. Then the doctor asks Solomon, who's this dude in the pinstripe suit? And he goes, I don't know. He just showed up as a foreman. Now he's running all of Manhattan. The doctor goes, well, that's weird. And he goes, yep, strange times, uh, up and down for everybody. Uh, let's see. Solomon uh, looks around, uh, runs to Manhattan. And then they see, like, this weirdest thing. It's like this green, a bowl of green jello, but it's like, or is it jello jig? It's jiggling on its own. And they go, what is that? And the doctor goes, that's glowing green jello jiggling. And he says, by the way, we're past a half mile. I thought that's as far as we had to go to clean up. Uh, and he goes, this is like uh, manufactured. Why is there a bowl of glowing green jello jigglers that are jiggling? And how are they jiggling? And how are they glowing? Uh, then we go back to the Empire State Building. There's the plans for the mast of 1,470 feet, like a spire. But we got to put these plates on it with these bubbles. Uh, and they got to go on tonight. Then again, the person says, we're flat out, man. Can't do it. And, and the uh, pinstripe says, you got to do it. You don't have a choice. Uh, and they say, we're not going. And he goes, I don't care. Uh, you're doing it. Put this stuff up. Uh, get it done by midnight. Uh, and don't get to, you know, don't get it, whatever. Don't get it wet and don't feed it after midnight, but get to work. And they say, oh, whatever. Uh, uh, get to work, a familiar job or something. I don't know. Uh, and then a Dalek. Oh, yeah. Get out there and finish the job. Uh, then a Dalek comes in. Uh, and it goes, got, got to get those plates done. The Dalek says something like that. And he goes, okay, the, the pinstripe says, it'll get done. Don't worry. And this was correct. And we have to go, Daleks have no concept of worry. Uh, and he goes, really? That's uh, so interesting. The pinstriper goes, that must be nice. Uh, but then the Dalek goes and looks out at the, like, the skyline and has this moment. Again, treasure, a great moment. It says, uh, the day is ending. Humans are not great. Uh, you love comics uh, too much, uh, and you waste your time reading comic books, yet you've built all of this. And uh, the pinstripe suit says, yeah, all work and no play. You know, you got to read comic books. Is that what this is about, this whole thing? Uh, and he goes, you got you to move with the times or get left behind. And the, and the Dalek is forlorn. It goes, my planet's gone you know, Time Lord stuff. Uh, yet versions of this city stand throughout history, and you always got humans in it. And this pinstripe suit says, do you know who Gloria Gaynor is? Because uh, she had a song about this, and the Dalek goes, uh, you have rare ambition. And he goes, I want to run this town. That's another song that I'd like to sing. And the Dalek says, you think like a Dalek. And he goes, darn tootin' I do. Uh, then they go downstairs, uh, like, uh, we go downstairs for this, like, big Dalek meeting. Uh, and they got this laboratory down there uh, with Bunsen burners and those, like, uh, Tesla coils, the whole nine yards. Because uh, the Dalek says, we got to go downstairs for a meeting. Well, first they go in the elevator, though. Uh, and we see there's uh, cool special effects to make the elevator. Then the, the meeting downstairs, just the Daleks. Uh, but these are happening at the same time, I, I guess. Uh, we get like a close-up, a really cool shot of like a 3D-level Dalek eye nodding when it talks. Uh, uh, like when it says, bring the person downstairs, uh, and they say, they, oh, then they show up downstairs, uh, what else do they say? Oh, bring, yeah, get ready. That's what they say downstairs. Then they say, they go on the elevator, there's special effects. He says, where are we going? Talk to the bo boss doll. Like, oh, okay. Uh, then they go and they say, the dude puts on gloves, which was weird. I didn't understand that. Uh, but, uh, maybe it's just a flourish as an actor. I don't know.
Uh, but then he says, who's in charge of uh, this pinstripe suit? And it goes, I am Dalek Sek, uh, leader of the C-U-L-T of Scaro. And he goes, great honor to meet you, man. Thanks for transmitting those thoughts in my head about, uh, you know, like, uh, and then the Dalek says, cease talking. And then he goes, well, I just want to give you a gratitude list. And he goes, the Dalek Sek says, cease talking. And they goes, Porky Pigs, uh, and they goes, don't worry about that. I'm with you. Uh, I'm your partner. Uh, then, yeah, I said, why did that guy put a, like, because uh, I'm like, why does that guy have gloves on? Then, uh, oh, also all the Daleks have like a, do- uh, uh, like a dongle symbol on them. I probably noticed it before, but I said, do they need a USB-C to USB, uh, like, uh, and uh, uh, then we go back to the Dr. Solomon, Martha, and Frank uh, looking around downtown. And they go, what the heck? We didn't find anything down here. Uh, and then they say, wait a second, is that uh, someone sitting down over there? Uh, and the doctor goes, Solomon, you take those two back. Uh, I'll, I'll look around here on my own. Because he hears, like, snoring, I think. Uh, and they go, somebody's snoring. Or are they saying, ribbity, ribbity, ribbity? Because Porky Pig is, has, like, a stutter, a little bit like fumbling over my words like I do. And the doctor says, so let me go look into this. This could be somebody uh, that's been walking around downtown uh, working, too. And they say, okay, well, huh. And the doctor goes, I'll look into it. Uh, they go, uh and then they find somebody, and the doctor goes, hey, are you, what are you looking for? Everybody's talking to him. Once the doctor goes, I'll do it. Uh, he goes, that's Frank, Martha back there. Who are you? And then he goes, is that a, he goes, are you like a cartoon pig? Uh, and they go, is that, is that, no, the person's dressed up as a cartoon pig, doctor. And the doctor goes, I don't know. I think this thing became a cartoon pig. And he goes, look at this. This is animated, but it's real. And they go, how is this even possible? Uh, and then all of a sudden, all these other porky pigs come out, uh, like, and uh, they realize, wait, this isn't cosplay. This is some sort of uh, human animation. And the doctor says, okay, maybe we should get moving. Uh, and they go, doctor goes, R to the U to the N. Uh, and they start running down. Then they go up a ladder. They find a ladder. Doctor opens it with his screwdriver. Uh, Frank stays behind. He says, wait a second, I want to touch. I know I've, I've watched it on the big screen. I want to touch it. And they go, Frank, come on. And then they all go up. Frank touches the, the he says, oh, maybe I want to do this. Uh, I'll stay down here and hang with these uh, animated figures. Uh, not like the doctor who says, uh, you know, that's not a good idea. Also, he said, Mark, are you down? Mark, are you, can we search these? Mark, uh. Uh, the Wigglevoss is in here. Uh, then the doctor closes the, the door. Then they're inside the theater. Uh, and uh, Tallulah's there. And she's sad. She says, or no, Fr- Solomon's sad because he says Frank stayed behind with those animated figures. Uh, and then Tallulah's there. She goes, where's Laszlo? And they go, Laszlo who? Uh, then they end up in her dressing room. And she says, uh, uh, let's see, she goes, my, bo- my boyfriend, Laszlo, uh, he's uh, been, he's not around. He didn't leave me a letter or anything. And she goes, I know some people do that, but not Laszlo. She goes, who asked you to go see his mom before he vamooses? Uh, and they go, what do you think happened? And she goes, I don't know. Uh, and they go, what's your name? And she goes, Tallulah. And the doctor goes, Tallulah. She goes, three L's and an H. Uh, and he goes, well, he goes, it's not just Laszlo. He goes, and then Solomon goes, you know, there's like animated figures down there. She goes, animated figures. Uh, and the doctor goes, I got to get back to this bowl of jello uh, because it's jiggling on its own. And they're like, what in the Sam Hay again is this? Uh, you're going to look into this jello. They don't, they're not on the doctor's level, obviously, like to say. Like Jello, you need to look into Jello. And the doctor goes, "Mellow Yellow or Jello?" You know they call it both sometimes. Uh, then 
they're backstage. The doctor's at work getting parts to analyze the jello from like stage lights. Solomon brings him a radio. He goes, okay, yeah, let me take that apart. I'm going to scan this jello jiggler uh, and get some, you know, I'm going to check it for chlorophyll uh, or how it's glowing. Uh, And Solomon goes, doctor, where are you from? You know, I've been everywhere and I never heard anybody talk about you. Who are you? And the doctor goes, just passing by. The guy goes, give me a break. Solomon says, and I'm smart. And the doctor goes, sorry. And then Solomon gets, gets real. He goes, you geez, I was really worried about Frank. Uh, kind of froze. I shouldn't have let Frank go be with those animated beings. Uh, he goes, we're on our own, aren't we, doctor? And the doctor goes, yeah. And he goes, okay, I'm going to go help other people. The doctor goes, good luck. Uh, and Solomon goes, I hope you find what you're looking for. Get to the bottom of this jello, but not literally just figuratively, for all our sakes. And the doctor goes, no problem. Uh, then, uh, like, uh, we see, we go back, uh, oh, let's see, Frank. Then we go back uh, to, uh, oh, he goes back to Hooverville. Good luck. Uh, then we, uh, uh, Tallulah and Martha are talking. Uh, as she's getting ready for her show. And uh, Martha goes, tell me more about this Lazlo. She goes, well, he'd wait, walk me home, leave a flower for me. Uh, Just a single rosebud. Uh, He was a stagehand and no one else cared about him like I did. And Martha goes, why don't you just quit the show? And and she goes, no. She goes, you're a star. And Tallulah goes, so you don't get it. He goes, she goes, I got one song in a Backstreet Review, and that's just because Heidi uh, dropped out. She goes, it's tough, like, around here, Martha, tougher than it looks. And she goes, okay. And she goes, the show must go on, cause, and you got to, and she goes, and Martha goes, wow, I didn't realize, yeah, the, uh, and Tallulah again goes, uh, yeah, you, you like, uh, you got to get moving. Uh, she goes, you got a hot potato in a suit there, uh, Martha. And Martha goes, no. And Tallulah goes, yeah, I can see what, how you look at him. And she, Martha goes, I don't know. I don't know if he's into me. And then Tallulah goes, oh, by the way, I keep getting these roses from somebody. And Martha goes, Laszlo? And she goes, well, I don't know. Is it, why is he sneaking around and not saying hi? Uh, then we see Hooverville in the rain. Frank's like, uh, we're not going to take this, you know, uh, animated. Like, and he goes, uh, he goes, we got to do something about this. Uh, like for Frank, he goes, and for, you know, he goes for everybody that's in this situation. Uh, then it cuts back to the Empire State Building. They're on the top working, and they're trying to put these panels on. And at some point, you realize the panels look pretty familiar, like uh, the bubbles or the raised half circles or half spheres uh, that they're putting on there. You say, wait a second, are those part of the Dalek address? Uh, and they say, okay, we're almost done, and it's storming. Uh, then we go down to the lab, uh, like below, uh, and they say, okay, all right, we're almost ready. Uh, all right, with Dalek sexes, let's get moving. And they say, preparations for what? Uh, and they go the final countdown and he goes, what do you mean? The final countdown, like the song from the future. And, uh, he goes, or more porky pig cosplay. Cause I'm not into that. Uh. And they go, it's not cosplay. Those are animated beings now. This is bigger. We were only allowed to read Porky Pig comics uh, because, uh, like, of a new rule we came up with. uh, But we wanted to get rid of all comics. And the guy says, I don't understand what you're talking about. And they go, yeah, well, these people, we, 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 like, we have them, we make them become comics from based on this one comic we read. And then we're going to destroy all the comics on your planet. That's why we're here. And he goes, okay, well, as long as I get power, this pinstripe, he goes, I don't care. And they go, they go, well, that's not quite what we're going to do. Uh, they go, Daleks are supreme. You human beings are weak. Uh, 
Uh, but they kind of go back and forth. Even the Daleks, I think they're going back and forth because Daleks, these humans are very good at uh, adapting. Maybe comics have something to do with it. I think we should, I should read some more comics. Uh, and they go, how? And he goes, I'm going to download all the comics that Spinstripe Suitor War. Carl Toscaro has a purpose, and we have to imagine going on. And then Thay says, no. And then Sex says, yeah, we got to do it. Uh, we've all given up something, and now we got to go for the greater cause. I got to read comics for the greater cause. Meanwhile, Pinstripe says, what do you mean? And Dalek Sex says, I'm going to open up my doors, and you're going to see the organic version of uh, a Dalek. And he goes, I prefer not to. And they go, yeah, because we need to get your comics that you've read, uh, all your comic memories. So come in, come in and join me. So he joins up so they can, can like, kind of use its, like, psychic power to uh, absorb his comic books. Uh, so that all happens, uh, which is, you know, interesting and wild. Like, you say, okay, wait a second. So... What is Dalek Sek really up to? Is like, or is Dalek Say gonna, or Thay? Like, I thought Daleks would never, they've read Porky Pig comics, I didn't even know there were any, but now this other Dalek's gonna read a bunch of other ones. Uh, then we go back, uh, let's see. Oh, there was also dance music. Did I put a time here? Oh, 41 minutes in the background. There's a lot of dance music going on which really stuck out to me. I said, that's dance music in the background. Like, it's not, it was just weird. It's not from the show because it's modern industrial type dance music. Uh, then we go back, uh, we go to a commercial, then we come back and uh, the doctor's looking into, the, the. he's still trying to figure out the, um, uh, what do you call it? He's trying to use his screwdriver to warm up the jello. He's got his glasses on and everything. Uh, then Tallulah says it's showtime. It's opening night. And uh, they say, okay. And everybody's getting ready to get on stage. Uh, yeah, they see back and forth. She goes, come on, Martha. You want to watch the show? And she goes, uh, "She goes, you've been on stage before? And she goes, uh, Shakespeare. She goes, oh, boring. Come see a real show. Uh, then the doctor is like, uh, he's kind of like, uh, he's meanwhile investigating the jello while the show's going on. And the doctor goes, this is genetically made, you know, something jello. Oh, clever. Uh, then we go up and the curtains go up on the show. Tallulah's singing, uh, you, you lured me with your gray eyes, your simple smile. Uh, one and one is one is three. Uh, you, you know, and she goes, you put the, 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 uh, frowny face in me. Uh, then Martha's watching. Then across, she sees a porky pig and she goes, she tries to sneak up on it. Uh, and then she ends up being clumsy and knocking over everybody on stage. She steps on a tail of, uh, one of the actresses and knocks her down. And Tula says, what are you doing? Meanwhile, the doctor says, wait a second. Okay, this is uh, 467-989. That's the origins of this uh, Jello Jiggler. And he goes, where's that from? Uh, Okay, 987, kind of like an area code for Jello Jigglers. Uh, There's also like, oh, wait, this isn't yet. And then he goes, wait a second, 989. Whoa, that's Scaro. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Meanwhile, Martha's like, everybody off the stage. There's an animated figure over there. And Tallulah's like, you get off the stage. You're ruining the show. Then uh, Martha chases after the animated uh, figure who runs. and she goes, wait a second, wait a second, there's something different about you. Uh, then it goes away. And then uh, Myrna's like, what was that? And then uh, uh, someone else is like, I don't know. And then the doctor goes, where's Martha? And Tallulah goes, I don't know, she ran off uh, after an animated figure. Uh, then Martha yells, I've run into some other porky pigs. The doctor runs after her. Tallulah runs with doctor. 
doctor's going to go down uh, downtown. Tallulah's like, I'm going with you. Uh, she puts on her coat, and the doctor goes, no, no, I'm putting on my coat and going by myself. Uh, he puts on his duster. That's when the big music is happening. And the doctor gets ready to go down to Lucy. No, no, I'm going with you. I got to figure out what's going on. Or Lazlo, too. Uh, she goes, plus Martha and I got friendly, kind of, so I care. And the doctor goes, Tallulah, and she goes, this is not, you, you don't get, you know, and they go down. Uh, meanwhile, Martha's with a bunch of animated figures. Then she kind of, they, they say, wait here. She sees Frank. She goes, oh, boy, Frank. Uh, and they say, Frank goes, where do you think we're going? And she goes, I don't know. Let, we'll figure it out. Uh, then uh, uh, Tallulah, they're downtown. Tallulah and the doctor, she goes, where are we going? Uh, what are we doing? Who are you? Uh, and the doctor goes, quiet, please. And she goes, okay, okay. And the doctor goes, no, no, quiet, 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 quiet. Uh, then a couple of Daleks like, slowly buzz by. Uh, like, uh, on patrol. Uh, and the doctor goes, no, 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 Daleks. Uh, how do the Daleks keep going like Gloria Gaynor does? Uh, he goes, I, my, you know, I'm the last of the Time Lords and they got everything. And Tallulah goes, what is that trash can? And he goes, it's not a trash can, it's a Dalek, uh. And it's living. And she goes, nah. The doctor says, do I look like I'm kidding? Uh, yeah, no. In, it goes inside that trash can is a being. Uh, and it, they loathe comic books. And Tallulah says, wait a second. Uh, is it from outer space or something? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. What, what, do you get, what is it going, doing in New York? Uh, uh, then we cut back to the Dalek laboratory, uh, and there's like steam coming out of the ears of the Dalek reading the comic books psychically. And they go, oh no, comic, you got comic overwhelm, your steam's coming out of your ears. And Dalek sex says, no, I'm going to keep reading. Uh, give me some water. Uh, I'm evolving for my comic book consumption, evolving, evolving. And they say, what in the heck? Uh, what is it? What did la like uh, this pinstripe suit wearing person? What kind of comics did they used to read? Because, uh, like, why would you smoke them out of your ears? Then we go to commercial and doctor until, well, they find, doctor finds somebody. We know it's Lazlo right away. Mar or Tallulah doesn't. Uh, but first the doctor says, Tallulah hit the road. She goes, no, no. And then the doctor finds Lazlo, the animated Lazlo. And the doctor says, where's Martha? Where is she? And he goes, I don't know. And the doctor goes, do you know who you are? And Lazlo goes, I feel like the Phantom of the Opera inside my mind. Uh, and Tallulah goes, don't you know where Martha is? He goes, no, no, I'm the Phantom of the Opera inside my mind. Uh, and the doctor goes, well, how did that happen? Uh, and he goes, the, the Phantom of the Opera. And he goes, no, specifically. He goes, the Daleks. Uh, he goes, they have, like, uh, they read all, the only comic they were ever allowed to read so that they would dislike comics was about some pig, animated pig, Porky. Uh, and uh, so the, we, were, we were supposed to go out in New York and take all the comics and get rid of them eventually. I think, but something else is going on with the Empire State Building. That's all I know. And they go, Doctor goes, where's Martha? He goes, well, she was following me, so she got caught. Uh, then Tallulah, they have their fan in the opera mode. She goes, what were you doing in the theater? Uh, he goes, I wasn't there. Well, I was. And she goes, why? And he goes, I don't, you know, don't, like he sings those songs, you know, hold me, touch me, whatever. Don't take my mask off. I'm the Phantom of the opera not, you know, not, not, not anything to worry about, just a musical character. And she goes, yeah, but you look like Porky Pig. And he goes, well, I'm just, and she goes, who are you? Uh, he goes, well, I just wanted to see you. I was lonely. Uh, and she goes, who are you? And he goes, well, I needed to see you and leave you a rose. Uh, and she goes, who are you? He goes, oh, wait. And she goes, Laszlo, my Laszlo. Oh boy. And he goes, sorry, sorry. 
then the doctor goes, okay, well, hold on with this moment. You got to show me where Martha is. And he goes, you can't deal with them, doctor. And he goes, don't worry, I'm the doctor. And he goes, okay, let's go this way. Uh, then we cut back to Martha and Frank, uh, who are waiting around, and uh, they're getting bossed around by the Daleks. Uh, and they're telling them to be silenced, uh, form a line. And Martha's trying to be like, everybody stay calm and just to follow them. And they go, females wise. Uh, and another Dalek's like, these are good. These are going to be, be good for everything. Uh, and they go, okay, well, the the energy conductor's ready. Uh, and they go, okay, let's start scanning everybody to see whether they're, like, which comic book character they're going to end up as. If you, unknown comic book character or Porky. And the first person, they go, okay, you're Porky Pig. And the person goes, no, I'm not. And he goes, yep, next. Uh, and then they go, no, please, uh, you know, I'd rather not be, I'd rather stay, I'd rather not become an animated figure. Then Lazo's with the doctor. You see, there's like uh, two groups, uh, Porky's and then future other people. And he goes, if you, he goes, I ended up as a Porky. And, and Tallulah goes, that's not nice. And the doctor goes, please be quiet. Uh, Tallulah goes, you're the best guy ever. Uh, and the doctor goes, where do they go? And the, he goes, the lab, uh, why? And then Lazo goes, I don't know, some comic book or something. Uh, then they go to Frank. Meanwhile, the docs, they go, Oh, whoa, you're not a porky. Uh, you're, you know, and he, he goes, he goes, yeah, that's right. I'm a lead. And then they go to Martha and they go, Oh boy, you're a lead too. And she goes, you can't just do this. Uh, this isn't human. And they go, we're not human. Uh, and they go, come with us. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're of higher comic book standards, leads, uh, then the doctor goes, they're moving. Uh, Laz goes, you got to follow them quick. Uh, uh, we, and then they, they're, they're coming that way. They go, we got to get out of here. The doctor says, no, 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 I'm going to follow them. Uh, you go. And then Tallulah goes, Laz, come on. Uh, and Laz says, can you get out of here, Tallulah? She goes, yeah. And he goes, just go. I'm going to have to help the doctor. You know, I'm, a, I'm an animated, you know, figure now. And she goes, okay. Uh, and he goes, remember, I'll always be here inside my mind. And she goes, okay. Then the doctor slips in with Martha and he goes, just keep walking. And she goes, oh, good. Thank goodness. And he goes, yeah, you can kiss me later. And he goes, you too, Frank. And Frank laughs at that and says, well, I'd like to kiss Martha. And the doctor goes, that's not going to happen in a million years, Frank. Uh, uh, then, uh, they're all in the line and they go into, uh, uh, the lab and they go report and then they go, but somebody says, what is the status? That was my f- favorite part status. Uh, uh, and, uh, they like, they say, okay, what, like a Dalek is a sec is still smoking or steaming. And they go, well, scan them, get ready. And the doctor goes, evolution? What's going on? And Mar- Martha goes, what's going on? Uh, and the doctor goes, ask about it. She goes, what? And uh, they go, uh, he goes, yeah, I can't ask because I'm the doctor. She goes, okay, I demand to be told what is going on. And they go, you're going to bear witness. And she goes, bear witness to what? And Dalek uh, one goes, the dawning of the age of Aquarius or something else. Uh, and she goes, what do you mean? And they go, there was only four Daleks left, uh, so we got to evolve. The children of Scarrow must walk again. And this is all very dramatic. Uh, and then uh, everybody, like, uh, sex stops steaming. And it turns off his lights, and then his doors open up. Uh, and out of it comes like uh, uh, like someone that could only be called Squidworth from that uh, like a pineapple from uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, I think. Martha goes, "Is that Squidworth?" Uh, and but it's in a pinstripe suit with uh, saddle shoes, and they go, "Squidworth from well that," and they go, "Well, that must have been somehow the guy in the pinstripe suit." That was the only comic books he read. 
And uh, then the Dalek 6 says, you know, I'm a human Dalek uh, comic uh, animated. I am the future. And uh, so we realize uh, that it's a two-part episode. We probably realized that a little while ago. And it says, everybody get in a pineapple under the sea and uh, say SpongeBob SquarePants and then get comfortable and curled up and uh, snuggle in. And it'll all be very nice. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, you say, okay, well, I'm going to puff my pillow up here. Uh, and, uh, think about all the other, all my other favorite characters. Cause it, and they said, Scoots, isn't Squidworth the lobster person? And I said, well, I would assume Squidward. I don't know. Cause I don't, I haven't watched it in a while. Uh, so I'll just say good night. <laughs>